Bill O'Reilly here. Welcome to the No Spin News, Tuesday, December 7th, 2021. Stand up for your country. So the big story today is uh, Biden Putin on the phone. Now, I'm going to try to give you every aspect of this without making it boring. All right. So let's start with Putin. We're looking at him now. Putin loves this. So Putin is a narcissist. Um, He loves worldwide attention. Now he's on a par with the president of the United States. And they spend two hours this um, morning here, afternoon or early evening in Russia. And uh, Putin's just in his glory. Um, In fact, the White House didn't put out many pictures, but Putin had those pictures out like that. So the Russian people could see that he, Putin, is a powerful master of the universe. See, that's where you start, because Putin is a provocateur. He has that in common with Donald Trump. They both provoke, okay, Um, and they both love attention. And they both are very smart. And on policy, they both are ahead of most other people. Now, on Saturday, when we begin our history tour, I am going to talk extensively with Donald Trump about Vladimir Putin. And that's going to be fassinating, I think. All right, so Putin has massed troops on um, the Ukrainian border. This is way, way, way Eastern Europe. Ukraine is an independent nation, but has a minority of Russian, ethnic Russians living on its soil. You will remember that back in 2014, Putin just took Crimea, which is the port area on the Black Sea, from Ukraine. This went went in, took it over, put up the Russian flag and said, blank you. Now, at the time, Barack Obama leveled a few sanctions, but, well, you know, and then Putin struts around Moscow going, hey, macho man right here. Let's get the village people. Macho man. Do you understand something? That when the Soviet Union collapsed under Bush the Elder because of Ronald Reagan's policies, the Russian people were humiliated. And their whole economy collapsed with the walls. And they were desperately poor. They were looking for a strong man, a Mussolini-esque type person, to come in and straighten it all out. Well, Putin has not straightened it all out. What he's done is created an oligarchy where gangsters pretty much run the Russian economy. And then Putin gets a piece of everything. I mean, it's like killing the mob. (laughs) Putin makes the mob look like Boy Scouts. So in Russia itself, there's still unbelievable poverty. It's the biggest country in the world. Take a look at a map. Okay, and it's chaos. It's like no social services, no cable, no no spin news. I mean, these people, they grow stuff and they they farm and they try to eke out a living for 45 years before they die. But there's still a national pride where Russia We defeated the Germans in World War II. Okay, Putin taps into all of that nationalism and he pushes it as far as he can go. So Ukraine wants to become part of NATO and to have a very strong relationship with the United States. 
This is the Hunter Biden stuff. All right. When Joe Biden was vice president, Ukraine knows its survival pretty much is on us because we send them weapons. We help them economically and they hate Russia. Okay, the Ukrainian government. So they want to be as close to the United States as possible. And NATO is they want in. Now, Putin is basically saying to Biden, you put NATO on the table with Ukraine, we're taking it over. We're just taking it over, the whole country. All right. But if you assure us that Ukraine isn't going to be part of the North Atlantic Treaty Organization, then we'll work it out. But he puts the troops on the border to show Biden I can take this country in 20 minutes, which he could. Now, Putin doesn't want NATO in there for obvious reasons. You get air bases. You get a very close watch on Russia. It's adjacent. So that's what this is all about. Now, Biden has a big card. And I've told you this in the past. He can bring, the United States can bring, okay, Russia to its knees economically through the international banking system. So all Biden have to do is issue an executive order to all U.S. banks, but that extends worldwide. You don't do business with uh, Putin. You don't loan him anything. You don't accept credit cards that are uh, used in Russia. Boom. Russian economy collapses. Putin knows that. Whether Biden knows it or not, I don't know. But that's a big club to have. We're not going to go to war over UK. It's not going to be a shooting war. But if Biden is cognizant, that's a big if, I don't know. And this is what Trump did. So Putin didn't mess too much with Ukraine under Trump because Trump made it clear, you do that, we're going to break you. All right, but they say it in, not like I'm saying it, they say it in gentle diplomatic terms. All right, so that's where it is, and that's what happened today. So Putin, uh, Biden, phone call. Two hours. And then I, I turn it on. Why, I don't know why I turn on the television anymore. And then they go, whoa, we should see a transcript. And I go, these people know nothing. They're never going to put out a transcript because Putin didn't ever get on the phone again. And neither would she in China. What's the matter with you morons? I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to the, about these people on, that purport to be news people. They don't know anything. Okay, now what's going to happen over there? I assume not much. Because Biden would have to attack the Russian economy. He would have to. So I assume Biden would do that. He'd be done if he if he didn't do it, it would be all over for Biden. Um, Putin probably isn't going to gamble here. Now, before the. Uh, talk between Putin and Biden. Last night, Biden called uh, Macron of France, Merkel of Germany, who's out today. This is Merkel's last day. Uh, Draghi of Italy and Boris Johnson of UK. And they basically said, look, this is what we'll all do. So it's not like one European nation isn't going to cooperate. They'll cooperate if we have to put economic sanctions against Putin. Um, So that's where we are. And um, 
you know, look, Putin's going to push Biden as far as he can. He doesn't fear him. She's going to do the same thing in China. Uh, Iran is basically giving Biden the finger. That's how disrespectful they are in the nuke talks. It's crazy. Um, and Biden, you never know. I don't know. But I, what I just told you, they know in the State Department and the White House. I know they know that. As dim as they are. So I can't wait to get Trump's take on this on Saturday in Fort Lauderdale and Sunday in Orlando, Florida. Okay, new poll, Harvard-Harris, um, 1,989 registered voters, uh, Trump versus Biden. 48% they would back Trump today, 45 Biden, 8 unsure. Evenly split among American women who broke for Biden last time, 46 each. And um, as far as Trump and other Republican possibilities for president, Trump's got 67 percent support in the GOP party. Vice President Pence, nine. Florida Governor DeSantis, eight. All right. So at this point, and that can change very rapidly, Donald Trump, if it were held today, would get the nomination and he would beat Biden. Okay, a same poll. Roe v. Wade, 54% say they oppose overturning Roe v. Wade. 46%, a very big number, say they want it repealed and to give the power about abortion back to the states. I don't think uh, the Supreme Court is going to repeal Roe v. Wade. I do think they're going to give states more power to regulate what can and can happen in the abortion mills. Okay, that's how I see it shaken down. Another poll, Gallup, 823 adults. Would you say you have a positive or negative image of socialism? Positive 38 percent, negative 59 by party. Positive or negative image of socialism, Republicans, 10 percent positive, 90 negative. Democrats, 65 percent positive. Now, that's the far left imposing its will on the Democratic Party. The younger people have no idea what socialism is. Okay, they they have no idea. But it sounds good. Everybody gets the same power to the people, share the land. Bernie Sanders sharing the land up there in Vermont. I don't think there's going to be a big fence around his lakefront cottage. It's not a cottage. He's not sharing any land up there. Bernie? <laughs> anyway. But, it's, you know, look, younger Americans grow out of it by the time they're 30, 35, and, you know, life is really kicked in. They usually change. But the Democratic Party is 65% think socialism's good. That's a problem for them. And if the Republicans are smart, <laughs> they'll exploit that. Because these are radical people, and most Americans are not. So I hate to even cover this story because we do it, and it's so repetitive. It's Chicago. It's violence. Um, but there's something here that, that is a little bit different. So last weekend, 32 people shot, 9 killed. The dead, aged 18 to 56, injured, aged 12, 12-year-old 12 to 41. So that's in Chicago, the nation's third largest city. 
30 people, two people shot, nine fatally in two days. Um, so the mayor who, you know, it would be better for the Chicago way. All right. To quote Sean Connery and the untouchables, we'd be better if they would impeach Lori Lightfoot, the mayor, and put in a seventh grader. Seventh grader could do a better job running Chicago than this woman. So here's what she says about the latest violence. Do you know where your kid is? Are you making sure you are talking to your children about how they need to act and behave when they are in large crowds? We've got to rely upon and urge and hold parents accountable as well as when their kids are out downtown. Hold Karen, you won't even hold the criminals accountable, Miss Lightfoot. Okay, that's the problem. Now you want derelict parents to be held accountable? Come, this is just ridiculous. The woman's just absurd. De Blasio's worse. Let me get to de Blasio. Okay, so de Blasio in New York, he's got three more weeks. Thank God. But before he's out, he goes, everybody working in New York City has to get vaccinated. Of course, that's never going to happen. And then he says, your kids age 5 to 11 can't go for an ice cream sundae unless they have a Bax passport. So the new mayor coming in, Eric Adams, he's not going to do any of this. But de Blasio, the totalitarian communist, He's just tweaking everybody on the way out. He's the worst mayor ever in New York City, worse than Boss Tweed. Look him up, if you can believe it. And he just makes a fool out of himself. But there's a little bit of uh, importance. If de Blasio had the power, he'd be a dictator. And if you didn't do what he said, he'd hurt you. Okay. The latest New York City atrocity, we have them every single day now. A man named Daryl Johnson um, goes out on the street. He's got a rap sheet all day long, 15 times arrested. Okay? And he hurts people on the street. There's Daryl. So he goes out and he attacks a 50-year-old woman, uh, assaults her, and slices up her face. That nice? Okay. Then, same day, he assaults a 32-year-old woman a block away, punched in the face repeatedly by Johnson. Cops see it, get him. He's charged with two counts of assault with intent to cause physical injury. No bail. Out right away. Now, this is New York State. So you can carve up a woman's face and then punch another woman within an hour, get arrested, go in and be arraigned, and they let you go. New York. You want progressives? Then you're going to have blood in the streets. And I mean serious blood in the streets. Because that's what we have now. Lightfoot progressive. De Blasio, progressive. All the nuts in San Francisco, progressive. The people who run L.A., progressive. Portland, Oregon, can't even go there. Progressive. Maybe you see a pattern. 
Ah, geez. Makes me so angry. Imagine if it was your mother. Or he's just walking down a street. He got something to slice it and he's out. You don't want to hold him? 15 arrests? <sighs> Briefly on this, uh, because I told you yesterday, I laid it out. I hope you saw the notice news yesterday. How that Cuomo thing, Chris Cuomo thing, really happened. All right, I gave you the, the whole game plan. Well, now Cuomo has hired an attorney, as I predicted, named Brian Friedman, you know, basically threatening CNN with a lawsuit if CNN doesn't pay out his contract. He's got three years left. CNN will pay out his contract because then the lawyer will go in, he'll put Zucker, you know, on a deposition and it'll be a bloodbath. Talk about a literal, not a literal bloodbath, but a figurative one. All right. So I get a lot of mail about TV. All right. Now, I have weaned myself off most television because it's just moronic. I don't want to see the mass singer. All right. Or dancing with felons. I, I, I just don't. I watch Blue Bloods Friday night. Excellent show. I try to watch 60 Minutes, which I've watched my whole life. I, I can't get through it anymore. Very slow now. And that's it. Sports. You know, the game on, I want to see, I'll watch it. But I'm not engaged much in television anymore. I've got to read an enormous amount to stay as smart as I am. I mean, you know, right? So anyway, I'm getting mail about TV commercials, which I never watch. As soon as the commercial goes on, it's muted. And it says, look, what happened? What happened? Um, now every TV commercial is woke. And... Yeah, it's happening. Roll the tape. Hey, Gracie. You know how our family has daddy and mommy? And me. Yeah, that's right. Pretty soon, you're going to have a baby brother. And a puppy. Deal. Okay, apparently that's a commercial for Cheerios. I don't know if the puppy's going to eat Cheerios. My terror dog won't. Um, but, I, you know, I watch that. And I, doesn't bother me. But it apparently bothers a lot of people that this is what is being put forth. So we asked uh, Adam Goulette. Uh, he is the Accuracy in Media, uh, conservative news media watchdog. Wow. He works for them. And he comes to us from Ponte Vedra Beach, Florida. Very nice. Watch out for the sharks down there, Adam. You know, you get a little nip. Those bull sharks, they're all, they like Ponte Vedra. Um, yeah, I mean, you got to be careful down there. Anyway, so have you heard anything? Is there a groundswell of why is this woke commercials? Why are they doing this? Have you heard anything about that? You know, it's almost kind of a two-part scheme that they've been doing for years now. All of the content coming out of Hollywood is increasingly geared towards young people. It has to be safe for young people. We have to make sure that if the kids in the room, they're not going to be offended by seeing it. 
But the real downside of that, aside from the fact that these kids end up being coddled, they end up being soft, the real downside of that is the kids are the most woke. So if we're going to make content that's geared forward towards the teenagers or the young people in this world, we're going to get the most woke content possible. Rather than individualism, they celebrate victimization. It's, it's outrageous. But, uh, you know, a company like Cheerios, um, you know, you have to even look hard to figure out what, you know, they don't even say, hey, I want a puppy in Cheerios. That might be better. But a company like that, do you feel that that company is under social pressure and they want a virtue signal? Is that part of it? All of corporate America is under social pressure. It's undeniable at this point. And they're terrified of the woke crowd. Even though they realize, you know, the phrase go woke, go broke is true. They are cowering in fear from the woke crowd. You see these companies like, you know, Nike, that has their shoes built in communist China where Uyghur Muslims are enslaved and they stand up to Atlanta. They don't want to, you know, have the World Series there, but they'll never stand up to the Chinese. You see all of corporate America hiring equity officers to push their radical progressive ideas within their company. American Express is spending a billion dollars pushing equity within the company. Give it five years, they're gonna be anti-American Express. It's one thing to see progressivism in Hollywood or to see it in higher education. We're now seeing it in all of corporate America. Now, I wonder if it's a good sales vehicle. You know, State Farm Insurance has got this guy. He's in every commercial, African-American guy, good actor, certainly pulls it off. But I wonder if that translates into higher sales. Has anybody studied, say five years ago, uh, and when commercials were just commercials, they weren't woke, and now they are woke? Is, is it a more effective tool for commerce? Well, unquestionably, we know the phrase go woke, go broke ain't based on, based on nothing. Consistently, we've seen Hollywood films made in a woke style. They fail. They rebooted Ghostbusters to appease the woke crowd. That failed. They do a non-woke version. It succeeds. What a surprise. The woke stuff consistently fails. But these folks are so terrified of the woke crowd in corporate America and in Hollywood. And it feels good to be praised by that woke crowd that even though they know it's going to probably crush them with corp with actual profits, even though they know it'll crush their movie, they do it because they're more terrified than the woke crowd right, than so they your, are going bankrupt. Your hypothesis is that the woke commercials aren't helping the bottom line in, in these corporations. No, no, unquestionably not. I'd like to see a study on it. Now, I'm a member of the Screen Actors Guild after union, and um, that's where all of the actors and the commercials come from. You got to be in that union. And five years ago, it was primarily Caucasian white actors getting the roles, um, and now it's not. Now it's minorities and women getting the commercials. Now, that's upset some people inside the union, but not me. I, you know, I say to people, look, for decades, white actors benefited because they were white and the corporations didn't want to stir up anything. So now it's, you know, it's a good opportunity for actors of color to prosper. That's my point of view. Am I wrong? My point of view is let's hire, if I'm running a company or if I got an ad agency, I'm going to cast whoever's going to move the, move the most product. My goal should be to move product and boost profit, uh, bottom lines, whether the character yeah, or the actor know, is black or white or any of that. It's not, it's not uh, the godfather. I mean, it's a commercial. It's a 30-second spot. Anybody could do it. So it's hard to say merit when you're cast in a commercial. 
I mean, it's really hard to do. I want to get your opinion before I let you go on uh, CNN. You, you're covering the story, you're following it, and uh, what's your assessment? Well, we parked at Accuracy in Media. We parked a mobile billboard outside their uh, outside CNN's office over the summer. Cuomo lied, thousands died, revoke his Emmy now. We went after them over the Chris Cuomo mess. It is an absolute disaster. And now Chris Cuomo claims that Zucker knew that he was helping Andrew Cuomo all along. It's unbelievable. These folks are activists pretending to be journalists. It's one thing for them to tell their left-wing audience what they want to hear, but to cover up stuff like this and to call yourselves actual journalists is just sickening and embarrassing. They should be ashamed of themselves. So does CNN go out of business? There's a rumor they're going to get sold to a guy named John Malone. I don't know what he would do, but AT&T seems you know, to be impotent to stop any of the chaos over there. What happens to CNN, say, a year from now? They're an incredibly difficult situation because they're flanked on the left by MSNBC. If you're a hard left viewer, you're probably watching MSNBC. And if you're not a hard left viewer, you're probably watching a network like this or Fox or OAN or Newsmax. So there's so little left in the middle these days when really Americans are on one side or the other. There's so little left in the middle that there's nowhere for CNN to go. I'm not sure what they're going to do. I don't think there's a good situation for them. I think they'll exist, but never again as a force in this country. Adam, thanks very much for helping us out. We really appreciate it. Here's a a funny aside. So I'm doing uh, a lot of uh, interviews for uh, the Trump O'Reilly history tour in Florida and Texas. You know, obviously that's where the shows are. So uh, one of my bookers calls yesterday and says, I can't get you on any any NBC properties. They hate you. I said, they hate me? And they said, yeah, yeah, you're you're their leading critic. And so apparently Comcast, based in Philadelphia, uh, monitors what we do here. Now, they should hate me, NBC, because they are the worst. They're worse than CNN. And they know better. They don't care. Money over honesty. The Pope. All right, so Pope Francis, who you know I like, all right, he goes to uh, some islands in the Mediterranean, a Greek island. He goes to Cyprus uh, to visit the migrants from Africa and from the Middle East. So there's thousands of people living in these horrible camps on the islands in the Mediterranean Sea. So the Pope says that, look, I'm going to quote him. I ask every man and woman, all of us, to overcome the paralysis of fear, the indifference that kills, and cynical disregard that nonchalantly condemns to death those on the fringes, unquote. So he's absolutely right. Absolutely right. So if Jesus were alive today, Jesus would be on those islands. Jesus would be up in Belarus with all those thousands of migrants, mass on a Polish border, and he'd be administering to them. But what Pope Francis doesn't address is the reality of all this. So if you live in Europe, you know that continent is cradled to grave entitlements. So people who live in Germany and in Belgium and Scandinavia, from the moment they're born, the government's in there, giving them this, 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 this. Now, they take all your earnings, not all, but much, especially with the VAT tax, but they don't have any money. 
So they can't bring in millions of refugees from Africa and the Middle East. I'm talking millions of people would leave Africa, an unbelievably corrupt continent, and come into Europe if they could. The same thing in the USA. Got a $30 trillion debt we're working on here. And Biden lets three, four million people in in 11 months? Well, those people are going to need the government services. We can't afford it. But you never hear that from the Pope. Now, I'm not criticizing him because his job is to help people who are in need. It's not to be a politician. It's not to be an analyst like me. But if somehow the Vatican could craft a message, okay, that injected some reality, these countries, you have no idea how bad they are in Africa and the Middle East. You have no rights. Honduras, Honduras, awful. In Mexico, in Cancun, one of their premier resorts, they got armed soldiers walking the beach with machine guns. That's Mexico. But the United States cannot absorb all this. $30 trillion in debt. And if our economy collapses, I'll tell you what, going to be violence here. Hey, guys, it's Vivek Ramaswamy here inviting you to listen to my podcast, Truth. We just relaunched it after the campaign, and we are already riding up the podcast charts. Here's why. I think that hard, in-depth conversations about the tough issues is the only way we're going to get this country back. Because make no mistake, we are currently in a war for the future of America, and you cannot win a war unless you're willing to speak the truth. If you want standard conservative talking points, this podcast is not for you. But if you want to go deeper and hear the conversations you're not going to find anywhere else, the conversations that will challenge you, that will challenge me, then subscribe to Truth with Vivek Ramaswamy on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And I promise you, you're going to cover terrain that you're not going to hear elsewhere. All right, this day in history is another fascinating story. 80 years ago today, Japan bombed Pearl Harbor. Every one of us in this country was affected and is affected by that because of our parents and grandparents. The whole world, the whole country changed because the Japanese attacked Pearl Harbor. Sneaky attack, all right? And it did a lot of damage. You can go to uh, Pearl Harbor today and see 2,400 Americans killed, um, 1,178 wounded, uh, all kinds of ships sunk because the USA did not know that the Japanese were going to do this. Now, there's conspiracies that say FDR knew and uh, bull. I wrote the book, and I mean the book, Killing the Rising Sun. There, we couldn't find a shred of evidence. So what happened was that Japan was causing a havoc all over Asia. They invaded Indochina. That's Vietnam, Laos, Cambodia. Just took it over. FDR slapped 
just like Putin might get slapped, with economic sanctions. And Japan lost 88% of its imported oil. So the emperor and Tojo, the military dictator, said, we're not going to survive because we don't have any oil. So we got to attack and hopefully come to some arrangement. They knew they weren't going to beat the United States and occupy the USA. That would never happen. But Japan wanted to inflict as much damage so there would be some kind of treaty. Problem was that Hitler and Japan had a, had a treaty as well. So as soon as Japan, 80 years ago, declared war on us, three days later, here comes Adolf. And boom, 80 million human beings killed during World War II. Now, my father, he was in it. I'm shaped by it. My mother volunteered. She was shaped by it. My grandfather was a war hero in World War I. And if you do your family history trace, you'll see. You'll see the World War II, the greatest generation, they had a totally different value system than we have now in this country. And I'm part of that value system because I was raised in the greatest generation home. So that happened, Pearl Harbor, 80 years ago today. Okay, good lively mail segment and a final thought that I think it's worth it. Listen, I see this every day, but if the final, if there's any part of this broadcast that's boring, Bill at BillOReilly.com. Let me have it. Right back. Everything is expensive these days, you know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its freefall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money, your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call, and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. All right, let's go to the mail. Thomas Cook, Happy Valley, Oregon. I think the vaccine thing comes down to one simple concept. Those like myself who are abstaining don't trust the government. Okay, that's all well and good. It's all well and good. Don't trust the government. I don't trust the government. I don't know how many people trust the government. But the data, 
says the more people vaccinated, the lower the transmission of COVID. That is the data. Sure, crossover cases, yes. But they're lighter than if you're unvaxxed. So I'm a big picture guy, Tom. If you think you're going to turn into a vampire in six years, okay. But the more people vaxxed, the quicker we're going to crush this thing. Jerry, Bill didn't hear you say, didn't I hear you say, you would have voted in favor of the Build Back Better bill. Now you say it's the biggest boondoggle you've ever seen. Jerry, I know it's complicated, but I said I would have voted for the infrastructure bill, which is passed and signed into law. There are two bills. Okay, there's the boondoggle, Build Back Better, never in a million years would I vote for it, and the infrastructure bill 1.2, which I probably would have voted for. Janet, concierge member, I hope everybody will consider concierge membership. You, all, you almost make money by being a concierge member if you give gifts for Hanukkah or Christmas. So Janet says, truer words could not have been spoken about money. It provides security and freedom, saving and investing in my younger years has afforded me the security and freedom now. If only young people could understand that. Young people, immediate gratification. They get it. They want, I want, I want, I want. You're right. My father said you save 10% of your paycheck always. And I do. And did. And it worked. Alice, thanks, Bill. Great advice. I've always been careful with money as an immigrant. And we're now on our fourth house mortgage-free. Fix them all up. Sold them. There you go. Use the money. Money can build. Ben Mitchell, Westchester, Pennsylvania. Do you support paid family leave? To some extent. I'd have to see the price tag on it. I think dad's maybe two weeks, mom's six, seven, to some extent. John Gian, New Orleans. Do you think refugees from blue states, people who move from blue states to red states, uh, will continue to vote Democrat? Uh, yeah. People don't throw off their ideology very easily. So you got a huge influx of New Yorkers going out of Florida. Most of those New Yorkers are going to vote Dem. Michael Gibson, St. Vincent in the Grenadines, that is in the Caribbean, West Indies. Beautiful. You ever get a chance to go down the Grenadines? So Michael says, I must say the best decision President Biden ever made is not to boycott the Olympic Games in China, but have a diplomatic boycott. I agree. You got to keep your enemies close, as Don Corleone once said. Um, who is going to fill Chris Cuomo's slot? I think young Sheldon. I think he's under consideration. He might not be left wing enough, though. And, uh, never seen that show, but I, kid looks. <laughs> um, Mark Otis, Tuellaton, Oregon, suburb of Portland. Hey, Bill, I want to let you know I'm hooked on the Killing series. Just ordered several books to complete my collection. Uh, Killing Lincoln, Killing Jesus. Thanks again. Um, if you order the Killing series, you're going to save a lot of money. And you get it free if you re-up or you give a premium or concierge membership as a gift. Get any book you want free. Greatest deal. Okay, please go to the BillOReilly.com Christmas store. You know, I, I designed these uh, 
these little uh, tree ornaments, God bless America, this is our hottest selling item. It's even overtaking the stand up for your country stuff because it's very inexpensive and they look great. And then again, there's lots of gifts and you'll save a ton of money if you check out our store. Where they do not be a moon calf. So it's M-O-O-N-C-A-L-F, one word. Call somebody a moon calf. First, you got to look it up. All right. Hey, stop being a moon calf. I guarantee you that'll say the person. What? All right. I got a final thought about um, it's going to be a surprise. I'm not going to tell you what the final thought is. Right back. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right. Final thought of the day. Uh, spent a large part of the morning setting up uh, the first Trump show in Fort Lauderdale, Florida at the FLA Live Arena. So it's my production company that's running these four shows. And so I have to be on it. I mean, we have that. The security is the best I've ever seen in the world. So nobody's got to worry about that. Okay. And then we, we have people all over the place. Um, you can ask the president questions uh, after the show. You can tell us if you loved it or hated it. I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on. I, I'm getting a lot of questions about the Trump book, the picture book. Okay. I think they're out of them, but we have plenty of stuff. Uh, all my books, including the United States, are trying. So all of that's going to be sold. It'll be there. It's going to be a lot of fun. Here's an interesting aside. I shouldn't say this, but I will. One of Donald Trump's requests to me was that we play his music before the show and during intermission. I said, sure. I like your music. He was thrilled. <laughs> he goes, yeah. I said, you just give me the set list. We'll get that going. So this is really going to be fun. You'll learn a tremendous amount. But for me, it's really hard work. I mean, you know, I'm not nervous. I know what I want to do in the interview. And Miller and I went out on a road for seven years um, and sold out everywhere. This, though. I mean, we're going to have more than 10,000 people in the FLA Live Arena in Sunrise, Florida. It's going to be humongous. So um, I'm going to be here tomorrow, as I mentioned yesterday. But Thursday, I'm going to be off. So 
Maybe I'll go into one of those decompression chamber things. I, I don't know. But I got to clear my head, take a walk. Got to get the questions where we're going to go with them. And then there are a million things, of course, of moving parts in these shows. But I'll tell you, it's worthwhile. If the shows go well, and I think they will. But anything could happen. You got O'Reilly, you got Trump. Anything could happen. But I'm prepared. We'll see you tomorrow.